This is a Courageous Church podcast, equipping and empowering you to live a courageous life. Join us now as we listen to a message from Courageous Church in Salt Lake City, Utah. Today we're going to shift gears a little bit and talk about how we honor our family. The title of my message is Honor Your Family. Honor Your Family. I believe we're living in a cultural moment that has presented us with a tremendous opportunity, that's right, an opportunity to honor people in the way that Christ wants them to be honored. And I think that one of the most practical ways that we can do this is within the culture and the realm of our own families. Say family. Family matters to God. In fact, Jesus gave his life to have a family. The Bible says that he gives power to those that believe in him to become the sons and daughters of God. God wanted a family. That was always his intent from the start. That's why he created Adam and Eve. That's why he set man and woman in the garden. That's why he said, be what? Fruitful and multiply, which means have lots of kids. All right. So if you're doing that, praise God. If, if, you, if you are not, there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. But the heartbeat of God has always been to have a family. And his desire for family is that we would learn how to honor one another as family. And that's why one of my favorite definitions for the church is the family of God. I believe more than what we see embodied in organizations, come on, in corporations, in communities, more than all of that, there's something about family that touches the heart of God. And so if we're going to be people that know how to honor up, then we have to start with our own families. So today I want to look at three ways, say three ways, three ways that we can and should honor our family. Are you guys with me tonight? Did you guys get enough coffee or tea? You're there? Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I know it's 5.50, but um, I want to make sure you're alive and well tonight. The Bible actually has a lot to say about honoring our family. So let's start with number one tonight. Number one. You and I are called to honor our parents. Say it with me. Honor our parents. The Bible has a lot to say about this. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12 is probably the hallmark verse with regards to honoring your parents. And here's what it says. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Did you guys know that this is actually the fifth commandment? You guys remember uh, Moses and the Ten Commandments? Some of you saw the movie with Charlton Heston way back in the day. Uh, But no, God actually gave the Ten Commandments, or as it's often referred to in the Hebrew, the Ten Words, to Moses to give to the people. And the fifth commandment was this one. Honor your father and your mother. Say honor. honor. Honor your father and your mother. He places this above not committing murder, He places this above not committing adultery. He places this above not stealing. He places this above not lying or giving false testimony. He places this above not coveting what your other friends have. Come on. He places this pretty high up on the list. Now, all 10 of them are important, right? And I don't know that that we have to necessarily itemize them. But I do think that it's interesting that above all the other things that we tend to see as societal harms, right? Lying, adultery, uh, coveting, murder, adultery. Uh, I already, already said adultery. 
uh, stealing, all of those things that we would say like pretty much break down society is honoring your father and mother. So I want you to keep that in, in your mind as we go through some of these passages of scripture tonight. Paul later in the New Testament gives a commentary on this verse when speaking to the church at Ephesus, his church, one of the churches that he planted. And in Ephesians chapter six, verses one through three, here's what he says. He says, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. This is right. Honor your father and mother. So he quotes Exodus 20, verse 12. And he then gives a little parentheses on it. He says, this is the first commandment with a promise. So isn't it interesting? So God places this commandment, number five on the list, and it's actually the first one that appears with a promise attached to it. How many of you are thankful for the promises of God? How many of you guys are thankful that God is not a God that he should lie? He's not a God that, that breaks his word. He keeps his word. I'm thankful for that because the world is full of people that break their word all, their t all the time. And I'm thankful that God is not a God that he should lie. He doesn't go back on his promises. And so he attaches this promise to the command, honor your father and mother. In other words, children, heed the voice and instruction of your parents, for this is right. This is the way. Anybody seen the show Mandalorian? Uh, some of you. Uh, getting a little nerdy with my Star Wars reference here, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, the, the catchphrase of the show is, this is the way. And I think that for many of us, we've lost sight of the way because we've lost sight of honor. And we've grown up within a culture that doesn't know how to do this. And so Paul tells the church, honor your father and mother. This is the way. This is right. And this is the first commandment that actually has a promise attached to it. And then he clarifies what it is. That it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. How many of you guys want it to go well with you? I don't know about you guys, but I want things to go well for me and for my house and for my wife and for my family. I want things to go well with me all the days that I live in this land called Utah. How many of you guys love Utah? How many are thankful to be in Utah? I'm thankful. But it's interesting that God here himself links the commandment to the promise of abundant life to abundant life. He's saying, if you want to live long in the land and you want things to go well and you want to flourish, let me show you the way. And here it is. Honor your mom and your dad. Honor your mom and your dad. Now, some of you have parents in the room tonight, which is awesome. So you can really, um, parents, you can give your, your children a little nudge and say, this is for you, okay? This message is for you tonight. Maybe you're watching online and you're sitting with your mom or dad. You can, you can have them nudge you as well. So God links the command with the promise that things are going to go well and that we're going to experience an abundant life. Perhaps the reason why things haven't gone well for some of us is because we haven't always done this. We haven't always honored our parents. And regardless of whether we think they're deserving it, they're deserving of it or not, the truth is, God commands us to do this. We are explicitly given this command. So what happens when we don't honor our parents? That might be the follow-up question that we need to ask. Well, the Bible actually has a lot to say about that as well. And it ain't 
too good. Listen to what Proverbs chapter 30, verse 17 says. This one's crazy. The eye that mocks a father and scorns to obey a mother will be picked out by the ravens of the valley and eaten by the vultures. <laughs> I don't know, when I read that, I cracked up. I'm a visual person, maybe you're like me, but I just pictured this guy like on the side of the road and like the vultures are just eating him alive, right? Just picking out his eyeballs. That's an intense picture, you guys. As an aside, if you didn't think reading the Bible was fun, here you go, right here. <laughs> the eye that mocks a father and scorns to obey a mother will be picked out by the ravens of the valley and eaten by the vultures. Now, whether this language is being hyperbolic or not, the point is things are not going to go well with us if we can't honor our mother and father. Listen to what Deuteronomy chapter 27, verse 16 says. This is, this is crazy. It says this, Cursed be anyone who dishonors his father or his mother, and all the people shall say amen. Cursed. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to live under the curse. And I don't want to live a cursed life. And I think a lot of us are thankful that Jesus came to break the curse off our life. But the Bible's very clear here, and God's very clear in his word, that you come underneath the curse when you live a life that dishonors others. I think if we took dishonor and honor this seriously, and we looked at it this way, maybe we'd think a little differently about the way that we treat other people, and particularly our parents. So the effects of not honoring one's parents is that you end up not living an abundant life, but a cursed one. And many people, I believe today, are living cursed lives and they don't even know it because they're failing to honor up. So what are some ways on the flip side of this that we can actually do this, that we can actually honor our parents? For those of you that have parents that are still alive, you are very blessed. And I wanted to think of a couple practical ways to help you today as your pastor. So here you go. Uh, here's a fun little exercise that you can do. You can write them a letter. You can actually physically write them a letter. A couple months back, I did this, and I, I sat down while I was on a prayer retreat, and I, I penned a, la a, a letter to my dad, just letting him know how thankful I was for him or how appreciative I was of him in my life, and I just honored him. And here's the deal, you guys. You don't have to have a great mom or dad in order to do this, okay? Maybe you had the worst mom or the worst dad, but could I encourage you, write a letter to them. Even if they're not alive, write a letter to them. Because here's what God will do. In the writing of this letter, God will open your heart to receive the blessing of the Father that wants to be upon your life. And it can be this practical. You can write them a letter. You can call them on the phone. Okay, now, millennials or Gen Zers. So uh, back in the day, they used to have this thing called the dial button before text messaging actually call them on the phone. You can get them a gift. When's the last time you just bought your parents something amazing? You parents that are here tonight, you're like, yeah, keep this coming, Pastor Jay. I like where we're going tonight. But you can buy them a gift. How many of you guys know that throughout most of your life, your parents spent a fortune on raising you? <laughs> they probably did. And then number four, you can spend time with them. 
For those of you that still have the blessing of having your parents in your life, there's nothing more important than the power of presence. Not P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S, but P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. Say that 10 times fast. The power of presence, of being with them, just sitting with them. Uh, Earlier this week, I was able to travel to Dallas where my family lives, and I was able to just sit with my dad for a few hours, and it wasn't enough, but I just so enjoyed being with him, just listening to him talk and share about what God's been doing in his life. And maybe you don't have a dad in your life or you don't have a mom in your life where you can do that. But I would just encourage you, if you do, spend time with them. Make time for them. Honor your parents. And I think these are four practical ways that you can do that. Amen? For those of you that are older, you know that the most precious commodity that you have is time. And for some of you that maybe take that for granted with your parents, you're like, eh, you know, they'll always be there. They won't. They won't. And so make time. Make time. Don't wait for time. Make time. Make time to spend with them. And I think these are practical ways that we can honor our parents. So that's number one today. The way that we honor our family is by honoring our parents, by honoring up. Number two, honor your children. Honor your children. Parents, if you have children, this might seem a little bizarre, but the truth is, if you only think of honor as obedience or agreement, then you're going to miss the flip side of this coin. Because God calls us as parents to bestow upon our children honor. Think of it like a crown that you're placing upon their head or a robe that you're clothing them with. When you honor your children, you're clothing them or crowning them with honor. In other words, you're esteeming them in the way that they should go, in the way of the Lord. Listen to what Proverbs 22 verse 6 says. It says this, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he's old, he will not depart from it. If you want to see your children become men and women of God that know how to honor well, then sometimes you have got to model this for them by honoring them. And I think there's a couple different ways that we can do this as well. Part of the way that we train up our children should be to help them to do this. And as I said last week, one of the ways that we demonstrate the way that we honor people is with our time, our talent, and our treasure. Are you with me? With our time, our talent, and our treasure. So let me ask the question this way. Are you investing in your children? For those of you that have kids, are you investing in your kids? Are you giving them your time or your talent or your treasure? Maybe you're really good at one of those. And maybe the challenge to you this week or this year is to maybe work on some of these other. Maybe you're great at spending money on your kids and you throw lots of dollars at them and you got them in all the sports and activities and you buy them gifts every Christmas and every birthday. I mean, the latest PlayStation and all the things, right? You're just, you're just blessing them with treasure. But maybe what they really want from mom and dad is time. Or maybe you're really great at spending time, but maybe you haven't done so well in the gift department. <laughs> Or maybe they need your talent. Maybe they need you to invest time in showing them how to do stuff or including them in what you're passionate about. One of the things that I'm thankful for as a pastor, but also as a dad, is that I get to include my kids in what I'm passionate about, which is 
you guys, which is Courageous Church. And there's two of them right back there serving today because of it. And I'm thankful. And I'm thankful that they do so willingly, not begrudgingly. Not because dad drags them, although I'm sure there's times where it feels that way. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to invest my talent in them. I'm trying to to include them in what I'm passionate about and what I'm excited about. And so I believe that a lot of what uh, they will end up taking with them in life is caught, not just taught. Okay? More is caught than taught, meaning the moments where you don't think you're teaching intentionally are the moments where your children are going to catch lessons from you. And I believe the best way for that to happen is when you include them in what you're doing. So sometimes I'll just grab my kids and I'll say, come on, jump in the truck with me. Let's go for a ride. I got to go do this. Come with me to Home Depot. They're like, no, dad, not Home Depot. Please, anything but Home Depot. I like to go to Home Depot. Even if I don't have a home project, I just like to walk around and smell the lumber. (sighs) Smell the wood. Mm, Smell the new stuff. Tinker around with the gadgets and gizmos like I know what I'm doing. I don't. (laughs) And I love to take them with me. I'm like, come on. They're like, no, it's going to be like an hour. Or sometimes I like to go to Best Buy and just look at the TVs. I'm like, man, that's a cool plasma. That's a neat LCD. Oh, wow. 8K? What are we doing? This is rad. And they're like, dad, please. And I'm like, come on. This is cool. But what am I doing? I'm trying to include them in doing what I like to do. And I'm sharing my time, my talent, my treasure with them. Do your children know that you honor them? How are you showing them that they are a priority to you? Another way that we could show honor to our kids is by being people of integrity. In other words, let your yes be yes and your no be no. I think Jesus said something about that, didn't he? Okay. Here's what Proverbs actually says about it. Verse 20 or chapter 20, verse 17. The righteous who walks in his integrity and his integrity Blessed are his children after him. Blessed is the key word that I want you to notice there. That's why I underlined it. Blessed are your children when you live a life of integrity. Integrity means that you're the same person when nobody's looking as you are when everybody's watching. And I think as men and women right now within this culture that we're living in, this is probably the greatest challenge and yet greatest aspiration that we can have to be people of great integrity. You know why people get so worn out on politicians? Because they lack integrity, right? You know why people get worn out on others that try to present a front? Is because we can see through that. You know when you've met a phony. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But you also know when you've encountered somebody of great integrity because their life has a little bit of smoke to it. What do I mean by that? It means they've been through the trials. (laughs) They've been through some fire. They've been through some storms. They've been through some difficulties. And as a result, they carry that. But you know what I love about people of integrity is that their yes is their yes and their no is their no. And they're the same people that you meet in front of people as they are behind closed doors. This is the greatest goal that I have as a pastor and as a husband and as a father is to be a person of integrity because I want my children to walk in the blessing of the Lord. I want them to have honor and to be clothed and crowned with honor. Another way that we honor our kids is by not provoking them to anger. Here's what Ephesians chapter 6 
Verse four says, fathers, this could be for you mothers too. Parents, do not provoke your children to anger. You might want to underline that. Do not provoke your children to anger. But, but here it is. Bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. How many of you guys know that discipline is actually good for us? Doesn't feel too good though, does it? The Bible says he actually disciplines, that God disciplines those he loves. I like the King James. He chastises those that he loves. He corrects those that he loves. And as parents, this is a part of our job. It's to correct our children, but to do so in love. Come on. There's times, oh, for those of you that have kids, though, there's times where you, you want to correct them in anger, right? You want to just give them a backhand or you want to, you know, you want to give them a little more than what they deserve, right? Am I, come on now. I'm, I'm talking to some real people in the room. Act like you're all perfect in here. Come on now. But we're called to discipline them in love. We're called to bring them up in the instruction of the Lord in love so that they would not be provoked to anger. And I believe this is a big way that we honor them. We honor them by valuing them enough to say, right now, mom and dad need to correct you and you're not going to like it, but I'm not going to do so in anger. And I'll tell you, as a parent, I've done this before and I've done it in anger. Right, kids? <laughs> They're smiling right now. Because that line is really easy to cross, Right? When we take what they've done to us personally, we, we step out of the role of being their parents and then we place ourselves on their level. But when we remember that we have a calling of God on our life to steward and to shepherd their hearts and that we're called to do this, then we can do so not from a place of anger, but from a place of love. How are we called to speak the truth, guys? In love. How are we called to correct? In love. How are we called to discipline? The, the word discipline is where we get the word disciple from. How are we called to disciple our children? And I'll say this, parents, your number one obligation is not to be a great businessman or woman or to make a lot of money or to live in a nice house. Your number one obligation as a parent is to disciple your kids. That's what we're after. And this is why Paul encourages us as fathers and as mothers not to provoke our children or to do so in anger, okay? So let me ask this question. Are you discipling your children? If not, you are not honoring them the way that God wants them to be honored. We are called to help our kids grow in the things of God. And for some of you, you maybe had parents that, that did this with a heavy hand. You know what? Forgive them. Forgive them. Extend forgiveness because there's going to come a time, maybe for some of you younger ones that don't have kids yet, where you're going to be faced with similar situations and you ain't always going to have the grace and patience to deal with your kids in a kind manner. There's going to be times when you're tired. Parents ever get tired? You ever come home from work and your kids are just under your skin immediately? Yeah. I love my kids, but they get on my nerves all the time. And especially now that they're becoming teenagers. What's this about? You remember being a teenager when that attitude just kicked in? Yeah, yeah we're there. <laughs> but you know what? Extend love and forgiveness and grace and watch how they respond. Maybe not immediately, but over time. Let's be people that honor our kids. And then number three today, we need to honor our relatives. 
And Paul gives some great advice to us and to the church, and he, he gives this advice specifically to Timothy, one of his young pastors, on how to help believers treat members of their own household. Back in the day, everybody lived together. Okay, it wasn't like today where we put mom and dad when they get old into like a, a care facility or retirement home. Everybody lived together. It was a village mindset. Are you tracking with me? It was all about being together as a family. We talked about it a little bit earlier during worship. But the point is that the family was called to and is called to take care of its own, of to take care of those within its own care. And so this would include immediate uh, family members and kids, but also relatives, extended relatives, including the elderly and any widows among you. I want to read this passage. It's a little long, but here's what Paul says to Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 1-8. through 8. Therefore, do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father. And younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters in all purity. Number three, or verse three, honor widows who are truly widows. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household, underline own household, and to make some return to their parents. Make some return to their parents. In other words, Pay your parents back for all the headache and hassle you caused them as kids. There it is. And make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. Verse 5, she who is truly a widow, left all alone, has set her hope on God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. But she who is self-indulgent is dead even while she lives. So a little bit of a caution and warning there. Verse 7, command these things as well. Now, here we come to it so that they, meaning the people of God, may be without reproach. But if anyone does not, if anyone does not, if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his or her household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. That's pretty stark language. What's Paul after here? He wants the church... That's you and me to be people of great honor. And that always begins in our own homes, in our own homes. So before we can be of help to anybody else or before we race out into the world to tell the world what they need to do, come on, we need to be people that make sure we take care of our own, that take care of people within our own care, that love our family and our relatives well. And I think sometimes people have unfair expectations of the church taking care of everything or the government taking care of everything when it's always been the responsibility of the family. Most of the problems that we see in our culture today are because of a breakdown of family, right? Missing parents, broken homes, broken families. We have the responsibility, church, to fix what's wrong in our world by starting with our families, so how are you honoring your family and relatives and the elderly among you? Are you treating them with honor and respect? There's this amazing story in the Bible of these two young men making fun of Elijah, I think it is, for having a bald head. And Elijah <laughs> curses them and out of the woods comes this bear that mauls them to death. Now, I'm not saying 
that if you disrespect your mom or dad or the elderly, that a bear is going to come charging out of the Uintas to kill you. But it could happen, okay? It could happen. The point is, we need to take seriously the responsibility and mandate to honor our family. So honoring your family means honoring your parents. It means honoring your children. And it means honoring your relatives and those that are within your own care. I think if we can do this, and hear me on this, we can do this, church. Every one of us in this room has the capacity and the ability to honor up. If we can do this, and when we do this, I believe that we'll see a lot of the problems that we face become cured and healed in our time. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to just give up on the next generation because my kids have to live in that world and their kids have to live in what they're going to inherit. And I don't want to just kick the can down the road and be like, ah, it's going to be somebody else's problem. I want to start today by being a person of integrity, of walking in the righteousness and way of the Lord, of honoring up, of modeling honor, of inviting my children into what that looks like by honoring the people in my life and the authority that's over me. I'm a man under authority. And as a result, I want my kids to live under authority so that they don't live in a state of chaos and anarchy and recklessness. Amen? Anybody else feel me on that? Parents, you feel me on that tonight? Ultimately, you know what God wants for us, you guys? He wants us to be healthy. He wants our families to be healthy. And I know some of you come from broken situations and blended situations and hybrid situations. And some of you didn't have parents who honored you and maybe you haven't been honoring them. Well, here's what I want you to do today. I want you to go home and write that letter. I want you to go home and think about how you can bless your mom and dad. It doesn't have to be outrageous. You don't have to buy them a house or a car. If you have the means to, do it. Bless your parents. But think about how you can honor them. And maybe your parents have passed on. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to, to thank God for what they were able to do for you. Even if you have to scrape the bottom of the barrel to find a reason, the Holy Spirit will show you something. And when you do that, I want that to be the foundation and the building blocks upon which you can begin to honor others. Amen? You guys receive that word tonight? Thank you for listening today. If you were blessed and you want to be a part of what God is doing through Courageous Church, including ways that you can give, visit us online at CourageousChurch.com.